0: Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a disclaimer for the final story in this video. It features some sexual assault, so you've been warned if you don't want to hear stories like that. I'll also have the story labeled in a pinned comment, so you can avoid it if you don't want to listen to it. All that being said, let's go ahead and get started, and remember, to always. This happened when I was 13. I was at home all by myself one late night watching some TV and just minding my own business. At about midnight, I decided to go walking outside. Yeah, I know, kind of unsettling to be walking outside alone late at night as a 13 year old boy. Anyways though, I was walking outside on a cold Saturday night in December. It was about 25 degrees outside but I didn't really care. I decided to walk down the sidewalk and go into an alley that was about two miles from my house. I know it seemed like a long walk, but it was worth the exercise. When I got to the alley, I saw a guy there who looked to be about six foot three, then come up to me. As I said before, I was 13 and I was only like five foot two, so he was easily over a foot taller than me. He asked me how my night was going. I told him it was going fine, and he said the same. Well, here's where it gets terrifying. The man then said to me to not scream. Then he put his hand right over my mouth, telling me if I scream, that he would slit my throat. The man then told me to take off my pants. I asked him why, and he said to just do it, or he'd literally kill me. I did what he said. I took off my pants and I gave them to him. Then he told me to run away or something bad will happen to me. I immediately ran the hell out of there. I ran so fast that I felt like a race car on rocket fuel. I then had to walk the same way home, now in just my jacket and gloves and shoes and my tidy whities It was about a mile into my walk when I went to go sit down at a bench by a 24-hour gas station. When I sat down, I obviously felt very cold, knowing that I was only wearing my underwear, but I needed to relax for a bit before continuing my walk. After about 20 minutes, I continued my walk. When I then got home, I went inside and locked the door, and I wrapped myself up in a warm blanket all around my waist to warm up. When my parents got home the next day, I didn't tell them what happened because I was worried they were going to scream at me for being out late at only 13 years old. I'm 21 years old now, and to this day, my parents still don't know anything about it. If you're wondering, the guy who took my pants and almost killed me, I never did see him again after that night. Please be careful when walking alone at night. For a little context, I live in a small town in eastern Utah. The story happened when I was 13 years old, in the year of 2019. I'm 16 years old today, and I still look back on this story as a major wake up call. So on a Saturday afternoon in late July, my friend Jacob invited me over to his house because his parents were away for the weekend. And of course, being 13 and immature, I said yes. Now, his house was about a 15 minute walk away from my house. About three days before this, I'd bought some weed for us to smoke. Jacob smoked too, so I planned on bringing it with me. The walk there was uneventful. I arrived in Jacob's at around sunset. I had planned on staying until at least midnight. We played some Apex Legends, taking turns with the controller. I busted down my weed and loaded a bowl. We had probably smoked it in about five minutes. I was baked as fuck because this was the first time smoking for me in a minute. Well, about 11.30 rolls around and I then decided that I need to start walking home. We smoked another bowl and then Jacob offered to walk with me. I politely declined, which was my biggest mistake. I ended up setting out to head home. Well, about two minutes into my walk, I had heard some footsteps near, but not too close. I turn around, and I see a six-foot-five male with long, greasy, dark hair and thick-rimmed glasses standing about a football field length away, directly under the streetlight. Unnerved, I turn around and start walking again. The footsteps continue, but I just try to ignore them. Another three minutes go by, and the footsteps then break into a sprint. I thought to myself, Oh, hell no, and I then ran as fast as I could, but it was no use. The man was a good eight inches taller, and I couldn't run faster than him. He caught up to me, and he then pulled out a knife, then stabbing me in my side. My fight or flight was already kicked in by this point, so my only goal was to reach my house. After another few minutes of running, I looked behind me, and I don't see him anymore. The fucker actually ran away. That's when the pain from my stab wound had finally started to kick in. I ran home and I bursted in the door. I had yelled for my mom and dad and they came running down the stairs. That's when I collapsed in their arms and I started sobbing. They took me to the ER and had me checked out. Luckily for me, he didn't hit any of my vital organs. The police did an investigation but nothing ever turned up this was a major wake-up call for me to not walk home alone at night so to anyone listening please be aware of your surroundings and never ever walk home alone at night my name is lauren and the story happened when i was 19 and living in australia I'd always wondered if the scary stories I listened to were true or not. But this story actually happened to me. There was this metalhead club in Melbourne and I used to go on Friday nights and it was mostly good times. I'm not much of a drinker, so I would never drink that much. I was really just there for the social aspect. This club was where I met three of my closest friends. Nothing bad had ever really happened there Well, apart from the one time where this one guy was nudging me repeatedly when I was standing next to him, obviously trying to just get my attention. I was weirded out by that. But there was this one time where I was waiting for the bus to go to the train station after I'd been to the club, and it was 2 a.m. in the morning. It was the city, so there were some people out about at this time, but I felt that most were just probably drunk. I'm naturally a paranoid person, and I have always feared being attacked and kidnapped and such, so this situation already made me feel nervous. Still, I sat down on the ground and ate a few vegan protein balls while I waited. I was vegan at the time. I had saw a guy walking towards me to the left, and I could tell he was on drugs or something just by the way he walked. My heart starts beating faster, and I think to myself, please don't talk to me please don't talk to me as he then comes near and he stops walking and i think my worst nightmare is about to come true i can't remember exactly what was said as this was five years ago but he must have said something along the lines of are you all right because i then told him that i'm just waiting for the bus he paused for a brief moment and then said you're really beautiful And I started to get very worried that he was going to try and force himself on me or attack me or something. I didn't want to agitate this guy that was clearly on drugs. So I just said thanks. He then looked at me, then said, How about a kiss? And there was no way in hell that I was going to agree to that. So I just said no thanks. I was really hoping that he would just go away. And I was extremely relieved that he turned around and actually walked away. He was visibly angry, but I was very grateful he went away and stayed away. I know this could have gotten a lot worse, but this was definitely the scariest encounter that I've ever had with a stranger in my life, and I'm very lucky nothing worse happened that night. Anyway, the bus never came, but I realized there were trams that come past every 10 minutes that could take you to the train station. One other thing to mention... i was fully clothed if there's anyone out there that thinks this kind of thing only happens to women that are scantily dressed they're wrong so moving forward if there's ever an event at night that i'm planning on going to i'll always make sure i'll have a way home that doesn't involve waiting alone at night i'm a 20 year old caucasian female who grew up for the majority of my life in south africa The story took place in 2013, when I was 10 years old. My family could afford to live in a relatively safe neighborhood in our town. Our house had a large yard and was surrounded by high walls. I need to give context about the layout of the house, so please bear with me. The garage is located at the back of the house, and if you were to enter using the garage door, you'll then be confronted by two hallways the first hallway leads to my parents and brothers bedrooms the end of the second hallway branches out to the living area where there's the kitchen dining room living room etc my bedroom and bathroom are separated by two large tiles that make up the width of the short hallway connected to the living room i am and always have been a night owl this night in particular i found it especially hard to fall asleep My alarm clock indicates that it's a little past midnight. No lights are on, and the only sound is the wind. Suddenly, I hear a click, and through the open door at the end of my room, I see that my bathroom light switch is on. The thoughts that come to my mind are what is my mom doing so late in my bathroom? My parents have their own bathroom, and if they needed another, my brother's bathroom is way closer. Should I get up and go ask her? Just as I finish that thought, a chill goes up my spine and my whole body breaks into goosebumps. I am almost certain that for a brief second, I heard a voice in my mind that commands me to go to sleep. I know that something's wrong and whoever's in the bathroom is not my parents. However, I refuse to acknowledge that thought and give in to fear. Instead, I attempt to logically decide what I should do. If this were my mom, I wouldn't want her to find me awake because she would probably scold me. Therefore, I concluded then I should just pretend to be asleep. Everything felt like it was happening in slow motion. As my eyes were falling closed, I heard a slight thud and I saw the shadow of a man enter my bedroom. The moment my eyes fully closed, I passed out. Well, it's the next morning and my parents ended up telling me that burglars had actually broken into our house. They got over the walls with a ladder and they actually got in through the garage door. They went down the second hallway, stealing a bottle of wine, my mother's handbag, and my father's new sports shoes from the kitchen. There were also signs that indicated they attempted to steal the TV, but failed. I immediately ran into my bathroom and my suspicions were confirmed. The lights were still on, and someone had used the toilet and forgot to flush. That's when I realized that the thud that I must have heard must have been from the toilet paper that fell on the ground. I then told my parents everything. They were extremely grateful that nothing happened to me. I will never forget what my parents then told me just a couple of days later. They found multiple of our largest kitchen knives out in the yard. I still don't understand how I instantly fell into a deep slumber that night, especially since I was high on adrenaline, was wide awake for a few seconds before, and I had only intended to pretend that I was asleep. I thank God for the guardian angels that must have been protecting me that night. After this event, my family ensured that every house we lived in had numerous security measures installed, and I'm very glad we did. I'm a 17 year old female and I live in France. I go to an international school and I'm originally from Canada. The story takes place three years ago when I was only a freshman entering the school. I was one of the few people that was actually pretty fluent in English and I was quite introverted at the time, so I tended to keep to myself a lot. I was an avid weed smoker and I drink a lot at the time to fit in with these classmates without having to verbal interact with that much. So this particular story takes place during the summer. It was mid-June, and me and this group of French boys and girls, around five in total, were outlaid in one of the girls' cars. We were drinking and smoking and just laughing and having a good time. I knew a pretty good bit of French, so I could communicate with the five of them pretty well, The two girls were sitting in the front and passenger seat, and I was in the middle of the two boys, while the other one was sitting on the boy to my right's lap. I was pretty uncomfortable considering I was very shy, and I didn't really know the boys in the group all that well. I had met one of the girls in my class. I was only 14 years old at the time this happened, and I was 5 foot, and I weighed only like 110 pounds. Keep in mind these guys were much taller than me, despite not being that big either, so I was quite squished in between them. As the night progressed, the guys began to hand me more and more booze and blunts, and then two of the guys, the one on my left and the one of the other's lap, started getting very touchy with me, grabbing my chest and stomach, hugging my arms and waist, and kissing me on my neck and cheeks. I was very uncomfortable with this, and I tried my hardest to push the boys away from me and signal the two girls up front, but seeing as I was both very high and drunk, and the music and all the talking between everyone was way too loud, I couldn't get either of the girls' attention. As I started to realize the severity of the situation, I started to feel a hand holding onto my butt. I had no idea who it was, but when I tried to say something out loud i felt a very large hand covering my mouth i could barely move my body in the first place due to how squeezed i was so i tried checking my head to get the hand off me then like a tidal wave my head went fuzzy and i began to start feeling the effects of something even stronger than what i usually feel when high or drunk this is when i began to believe that i had been drugged then as if things couldn't get any worse I began to feel multiple hands running up my thighs. I had tried freeing myself from all of the hands, but I was way too weak to do anything. I was able to look at the rearview mirror to see the two girls just looking unsurprised yet still very uncomfortable looking at what was going on. I then felt my heart drop when I saw this. This, however, was what sobered me up, the idea of what might happen next. Just then, the hand lifted off my face and one of the boys began to kiss me, and I don't mean pecs or anything, like I thought he was trying to suffocate me. I tightly closed my eyes, and I bit down on his tongue as hard as I could with the little strength I had left. He then screamed, and blood covered both me and the boy who kissed me. Chaos began to fill the car, and I felt all the hands peel off my body. The girl that was driving quickly pulled into a parking lot, and everyone got out of the car. I took this chance to run as fast as I could into the local cinema that was still open at the time. I believe it was around 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. at this time. I ran into the bathroom to call my sister to come pick me up. I washed the blood off my face and I threw my jacket over my stained shirt. My sister came to pick me up knowing something bad had happened but decided not to say anything and she just drove us back home and then took me to bed. Well, the next day, At around noon, I woke up and I felt a splitting headache as well as the strong urge to throw up. I had ran to the bathroom, but I had only managed to throw up into the sink. My sister then came into my bathroom, locking the door behind her. As soon as I saw her face, I began to sob intensively as she sat on the ground, then holding me for what felt like hours, but was probably only about ten minutes in reality. After comforting me, she then walked me to my room, and she told me to explain whatever I remembered from last night. I then told her everything I could remember and what the two guys did to me, one of which she had actually known. She was furious, and she then asked me if I wanted to press charges. However, I was very scared of being caught for underage drinking and smoking, so I just said no. I ended up spending the rest of the summer in my room with just my sister and mother, and I slowly began recovering from all this. I now take online classes instead, and I've worked on recovery from this incident. Everyone from that group has blocked me on everything, and I haven't spoken to them since. Please everyone, stay safe and always be careful around people you aren't close with. Seriously.